Kane's Big Joe for Absolute Comfort, your trusted independent American Standard Air dealer. And owner Chris Wedekin sells the Mitsubishi Electric Mini Split, a great option for heating and cooling where ductwork can't be installed. If you have one of those homes that has baseboard heat or electric heat, ceiling cable heat, these can be specifically designed for those houses because in those houses it's very difficult to have them do all the construction and remodeling that goes with adding ductwork into those types of homes. Find out more by going to absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted independent American Standard Air Mitsubishi Electric Elite Ductless Pro Dealer. Good morning. It is Monday, January 9th. It is six minutes after 11. You're listening to the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. And we're going to continue on with the football theme. Talk a little bit more about that. Indianapolis has turned down a request from the NFL to potentially host the AFC Championship game. This is according to the Indianapolis Business Journal. So Indianapolis said there is a scheduling conflict. That's the primary reason for doing this. Lucas Oil Stadium is already going to host the National Volleyball Tournament by Capital Sports Center. And that's expected to bring about 30,000 people to downtown Indianapolis. Apparently, they tried to work at you know having both games here at the same time same weekend didn't happen so now the nfl's immediate location you know they're gonna they're gonna decide over the next couple weeks where this game is going to be played but it won't be here in indianapolis so this is fascinating to me because i was told as a meager taxpayer that the lucas oil stadium in which a regular middle-class person such as stop laughing at me kevin you know it's true that a meager middle-class person such as myself Mm -hmm. should absolutely look forward to my taxes being increased to give billionaire jim ursay who inherited the team from his father and did nothing to earn it a multi-billionaire like jim ursay a free stadium because what a phenomenal economic development tool Mm -hmm. this would be for central indiana now i don't know if you've noticed casey but uh Two years ago, there was no one here because they basically shut the stadium down, so there was no economic development. Last year, the Colts were, well, they were okay for a while, but then that disintegrated and there were no playoff games. Now, this year, obviously, you couldn't give the tickets away towards the end. And so we were presented with an opportunity by which I, as the middle-class humble taxpayer, saw my taxes increased when they built Lucas Oil Stadium to Mm -hmm. pay for that Mm -hmm. with an immense economic development opportunity. And I was told, bah! We don't need that. We got volleyball, which brings about half of the people that a <laughs> AFC championship game would bring. So, mm-hmm. I, I look, I, I'm not saying anybody was malicious in their intent here. I'm just saying if you don't have to pay for the stadium, it's really easy to not need people in the stadium. So this would have been the closest that the Colts would have gotten to the playoffs. <laughs> yes, and probably <laughs> will be for a very long time. But, you know, let's let's talk about uh, Jim Irsay yes. really quick. Oh, uh, yes. Because you mentioned multiple times in that rant that he is a billionaire. Yes. And right now at WIBC.com, there is an article on the side piece, New Year, New Billionaires. Who are Indiana's top richest people? Uh-huh. And Jim Irsay falls at number two on that list. He's the second richest person in the state of Indiana? Yes. Who's number one? Of the richest person yes. in the state of Indiana is Carl Cook. Carl, okay, yes. He's a medical... Medical ad- devices yes, is perfect. where he made okay. his money. And Ver- the third richest is Herb Simon from... 
Simon Moss. Who also has gotten gobs of taxpayer money for the stadium Mm -hmm. because that's what we do around here. If you are rich and powerful and you own a sports team, we can't throw money at you fast enough. If you're a poor middle class person struggling to pay your property taxes, well, eat crap. But that's how we operate in Indiana. Uh, Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're bringing in Parker because Mm -hmm. Kevin did not want to play. I offered Kevin to get in on this with me. (laughs) Kevin did not want to participate. And he was like, I don't have any idea. I might look really stupid. Hello, it's the Kendall and Casey show. When is that? Never mattered around here, Kevin. Well, I'm training Parker, and I wanted him. I wanted to give him some of the uh, limelight. So Parker mm-hmm. is going to be is one of the new producers here. Mm-hmm. I told him, "Good luck. This place will suck the soul out of you." So uh, we look forward to it. I'm, I'm taking a mental image of Parker right now because a fresh faced, full of life Parker, uh-huh. just like we've often talked about on our. Um, our document we use for the uh, the template each day, your pictures are on there when you're logged on. Mm-hmm. And the picture of Kevin is a photo of like r- a couple of years ago, right when he started at WIBC. Before he had been beaten down by life. It is a fresh-faced, <laughs> uber-optimistic, excited, youthful Kevin McNamara. Uh-huh. And now look at the smile of dread that is on his face every day when he comes in here. Yeah, it's really taking its toll on me. <laughs> so we're taking this mental image here of Parker. Mm-hmm. Now, I did, uh, before we do this, I did did want to say I did something amazing when I walked in this morning and you were you both did. here for this. I had seen Parker. Kevin was training Parker on some other things. And, and uh, uh, I asked Kevin, I said, what's that dude's deal? Who is he? You know, what's the story? And he said, well, his name's Parker and he's a new producer. And I mm-hmm. said, Parker, that is a name mm-hmm. for people who were born after the year 1999. Yes. And you both laughed at me and Parker walked in here and I said, First thing, right out of the gate. Not high, not nothing. Parker, what year were you born? 2000. Perfect. How great was that? You said 97. Well, that, yeah, but I'm yeah. saying, I thought so he was three born. years old. Yeah. But you were right about the generation. After aspect. 1997, yes. The, that is, and isn't mm-hmm. it interesting how yes. names, like there are no more Esters anymore. Right. right. No. Ruth is not a name mm-hmm. that is very common. Mm-hmm. If you met an, if somebody said to you, Casey, I'd love for you to meet my friend Esther or Ruth, mm-hmm. you would probably guess that, that person was. someone's grandmother. Yes. Somebody born probably before the year 1960. Yes. However, between the year 1999, and like 2010, mm-hmm. there's 7 million Hoosiers who are named Peyton. <laughs> right. If someone is named Peyton. So congratulations, Parker. We we got you right. Okay, so Parker's going to get in on this since Kevin won't participate. Okay. How rich is Jim Ursay? That's the question. He is the 712th richest or wealthiest in the world. And the second wealthiest in the state of Indiana. Yep. Parker, you okay, so we do what we call price is right rules here, mm-hmm. which is the person who gets closest without going over. So the key is to not go over. You're disqualified. Mm-hmm. But if you get, it's whoever can get the closest without going over. We're talking net worth. How oh. much is Jim Ursay? All right, Parker, go. I'm going to go with $6.5 billion. All right, $6.5 billion for Parker. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the winner does win the stadium, just like on the prices. <laughs> right. And the Colts. Uh, no, thanks. I just want the stadium. Uh, I don't want anywhere near that. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say, because of the prices, right rules, I think he's high. Uh-huh. So I'm going to say $3 billion. You're closer than he is. He is over, so he's out. He okay, does, what, he does not win Parker, the Parker, thank you showdown. for playing. You uh, get a jug of milk on your way out the door. <laughs> what is how much? Is, how much is? <laughs> isn't that what prices right? Don't they give people things? You know, 
contestants on today's program receive right. a good laptop st- sticker. <laughs> Got to stay at the Omni Hotel. Um, three point nine billion. Oh, I was low. Yeah, but yeah. you were close. Okay. Three point nine billion. Well, there you go. Yeah. So Indianapolis not hosting the AFC champ. And you know what? Here's the thing. We were second choice. Really? First choice was Ford Field in Detroit. I love that Ford Field is being like dug up or something like mm-hmm. that, right? Right. Well, they're changing the turf. Here's, and that was their scheduling. Here's conflict. the question I have, and maybe I'm just totally missing the boat on this. Mm-hmm. So they built in a week before the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. There's a week between when the championship games end and the Super Bowl begins. Why wouldn't you just said, hey, the Bills and the Bengals are going to play on Monday night as they were before, and then the AFC championship games will begin, or right. the AFC playoff games and NFC playoff games will begin a week after? Wouldn't that have been the better choice rather than trying doing to find no contest? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and then you're now we've got to have a neutral site game, and I, I don't know, maybe I'm totally missing the ball on something with that. Let's talk about Eric Holcomb and the Republican budget riders. Uh, can we take a break? Because I'm going to need that? I'm going to need more than three minutes on this. You have to collect your thoughts. Yes. We're going to talk about Eric Holcomb. Yes. So Rob Kendall needs to collect his thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Okay, we'll uh, we'll talk about the budget coming up from 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Sixteen minutes after eleven, this is Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC, and Republican budget riders were receptive to, but not overly enthusiastic about Eric Holcomb's proposed budget. Can you say that again? Just, just that, they were receptive to, but not overly enthusiastic about it. See, this is the problem. These these lawmakers, they never use English, right? Like, did you? Uh, did you, Kevin? Did you have fun with Rob at the Rolling Stones concert? I was receptive to it, but not overly <laughs> enthusiastic. Like, just use real words and speak real English. Okay, so the governor's budget calls for increased spending in education, state trooper pay, and also economic development of five point five billion dollars. And and the Indiana Capital Chronicle had the mm-hmm. article, and this is really interesting because obviously we are going to make it so, and it appears that everybody does begin to understand, and they're going to understand one way or another when those property tax bills show up. What? The Republican supermajorities in the House and Senate, along with Eric Holcomb, have created. And what they have created is an environment in which 
they have participated now for so long in so much legalized vote buying mm-hmm. that they can't work their way out of it and they can't and they can't work their way out of it at a time where there is a real crisis in which you do need to utilize revenue for different opportunities but these people are so addicted to spending money now that look what the priorities are for the governor by which the legislature generally rolls over and approves the vast majority of it it is spend 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 mm-hmm. and they're think about it, the how could the governor of the state of indiana who is the face and the head of the party that, based on its party platform, professes to be for limited government and low taxes, have an issue that is totally in his wheelhouse. Like, that is, the property tax issue was the issue that led the Republicans, along with the Democrats walking out and going to Ohio, to the supermajorities. The property tax issue led Daniels to an overwhelming re-election in a year 2008 in which Republicans across the nation got their asses handed to them. Mm -hmm. This is a made-for issue for the Indiana Republican Party, and yet they have the party has gone so far left and they've become so invested in legalized vote buying that when the issue is once again handed to them on a silver platter, not only do they not have a plan for it, they don't even want to talk about it. You don't hear it anywhere but here. Well, you're saying it's a made-for issue for the Republican platform, but they made the issue. No, you're absolutely right. But that's what government does, right? They invent the problem. And, and then, then if they, solve it. And they go, look at what we did for mm-hmm. you. I don't care who invented it at this point. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know who invented the problem because the Republicans control everything. They set... They set the uh, the way by which local governments operate, and this could be solved so easily. This problem could be solved so easily if the Republicans in Indiana were invested in you over the government. The problem is the Republicans here, and they have proven this time and time and time again, are not invested in you over the government. What do you keep hearing as the excuse, whether it's the Indiana Capital Chronicle article or others? Well... We don't want to do any a knee-jerk reaction. No knee, right. it, it could it could harm the government. Don't be drastic. It could it could hurt local governments. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, but when it comes to spending money, mm-hmm. there no problem. Holcomb will get the overwhelming majority of what he wants. And isn't it doesn't it just make you want to puke that with a Republican governor and Republican supermajorities, you have to have the radio station of record begging for these Republicans to even begin to address property taxes. Okay, so they started session today. And how long will they have to approve this budget? So they've how got long does it go? Middle budgets, budget year. So it's they pass what's called a biennial budget. So they pass it for two years. Budget session is what they call the long session. So it goes until the middle of April. Mm-hmm. Okay. So even if they did something right now on property taxes, which they're not going to. It wouldn't take an effect for two years? No. Well, no, it wouldn't take effect until next year because the tax bills would have already gone out. But they'd have to have that in the budget they're working on today. Right. That's correct. So my point is you're going to get screwed. Yeah, because that's not going to be in there today. No, you're going you're going yeah. to get screwed. There is a strong chance they will walk out and do nothing because the, they have made it very clear. The Republicans as a collective and certainly Holcomb have made it clear. And he's going to do the state of the state tomorrow night where what an opportunity there to address that state of the state. Entire state will be listening to you. Hey, here's my plan to address property taxes. Here's my plan to get these out of control assessments. You're not going to hear a peep from him out of that. And the only bills that have been filed so far Mm -hmm. and they are just bills that have been filed, which bills that have been filed are not a plan. They are just 
individual lawmakers who have said, please consider this idea with no guarantee they will even be considered, much less passed, help very small segments of the population for the most part. Like there's one bill that would deal with based on the assessed value of your home being $200,000 or less. Okay, that probably helps a lot of people in rural Indiana. Doesn't help the overwhelming majority of people here in central Indiana. There's one that deals with people 65 and older. Okay, helps senior citizens. Doesn't help people like us. They don't want to help you because if they help you, they have to choke off the revenue to the government. And the Republicans in Indiana are invested in legalized vote buying and they use property taxes to placate the angry red-shirted teachers. 22 minutes after 11, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and President Biden went to Texas yesterday, his first trip to the border since taking office, and Governor Greg Abbott hand-delivered him a scathing letter criticizing his border policies. In the letter, Abbott slammed the president's visit as $20 billion too late and two years too short. I thought this was super interesting. Abbott was on one of the tv shows i forget which one it was Mm -hmm. but he went on on one of these talk talk shows and said that he basically got absolutely nothing and very little uh uh, alert time from biden that biden was going to the border for the first time in his entire life say that like he got a call that morning yeah actually i think we've got we've got the audio of that of of texas governor greg abbott take take a listen we do need to keep it in perspective, the, the numbers and the scale of the no, migration. No, that's not, that's not it. It's I, from 945, yeah, Kevin, earlier yeah. this morning. So the governor of Texas was talking about this. And so think about this. Joe Biden went to the border mm-hmm. for the first time in his entire life, and he did it on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. He went on a Sunday as the president of the United States. If you want publicity for anything, you don't do it on a Sunday. Well, he did get his picture taken with some border agents on walking by the very clean wall there. <laughs> and it's being reported that they they cleaned up all of the streets and even the motorcade didn't pass anybody. But that's what they, they do that here in Indianapolis, right? When they have big events, the homeless people go to a camp mm-hmm. uh, off an interstate somewhere. And well, then, as soon, as, then as soon as the event's over, then they bring them back downtown. It is disgusting that they do that Mm -hmm. why wouldn't the president want to see show me what's going on show me the good show me the bad show me the neutral let's talk to everybody let's see what's going on let's see where it's bad let's see where it's good because wouldn't we want to theoretically figure out how where it's good to be going on where it's bad Mm -hmm. but they do this thing where nothing to see here yeah uh well let's listen do you have it kevin yeah okay so this is governor abbott during this entire time, Joe Biden has not called me. He did not call me, uh, nor his staff uh, called and uh, let us know either about his visit or to invite us. Uh, until uh, last night, uh, we got a random email to uh, one of my staff members uh, asking if I would be there to meet him on the tarmac. Uh, and so they have failed to communicate. And listen, uh, this visit uh, is about uh, two years too late and about $20 billion short of what needs to be done. All he's going to do down there uh, is rearrange uh, the the chair is on the deck of the Titanic. He's not going to achieve any solutions uh, that will make uh, the border safer, more secure, and stop illegal immigration. So we went on to say that the open border policies have emboldened the cartels who grew wealthy by trafficking deadly fentanyl and even human beings. And Texans are paying an especially high price for your failure. That was all part of the letter. I I love it. So 
Alejandro Mayorkas, the mm-hmm. DHS secretary, mm. he got asked about this. The and, guy who said the border is fundamentally broken. Right. Mm-hmm. And I love this. And I love this. I mean, I hate this, but it's just the most government thing ever. So Mayorkas is in charge, essentially, of the federal government's response to the border. The mm-hmm. border is clearly broken. It has never been worse than it has been under Joe Biden. Both years Biden has been president. It keeps getting worse. And Mayorkas's response to this is to tell everybody... It's all Greg Abbott's fault. Right. The Texas governor, we saw Greg Abbott in the piece there. He calls this a Band-Aid, and he says you need to be adding more funding and resources to border enforcement right now. Well, uh, Governor Abbott uh, is not collaborating with the federal government on an issue that requires collaboration. We cannot have the rights and the needs of individuals who are seeking humanitarian relief in the United States be exploited for political purposes. We cannot have unilateral governor action that is not coordinated with the federal government to address uh, an issue that is of national importance. So Mayorkas said that the border was fundamentally broken and then in the same interview went on to say it was secure. Yeah. What's so the, what's which the, which one is it? Is it broken or is it secure? What's the problem? Yeah. Um, and the, What are you getting at, Casey? Well, that message is for migrants, not for us. Yeah. It's almost like they're trying to talk to other people through the television. Uh-huh. But what, the human smugglers, they can't get word out that it's still passable? Of course they can. And he's blaming everything on Abbott. Is Abbott also making things bad in the Florida Keys? And what about the container wall in Arizona? Is that Abbott's fault as well? And do you ever notice how we don't hear a whole lot about what's going on in New Mexico? Oh, you know why? It's a Democrat governor there. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Hey, we've got some more great audio from this stuff related to the border, and I mm-hmm. think this is such a such a big deal. Can we can we get to that when we come back? Yep, we'll continue on with 93 WIBC. Eleven thirty-two. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and President Biden departed El Paso Sunday afternoon following a visit to the border. It was his first since taking office and also his first verified border visit in his long political career. And in the span of about four hours, he walked along a stretch of the U.S.-Mexico border. He inspected a busy port of entry, and he had conversations with a few border agents. However, it was a very sanitized and watered down version of what is really going on at the border as the streets were cleaned off of migrants and debris and he did not actually talk to anybody in any retention areas so while he was doing that and they were trying to act like no big deal biden's spokesman john kirby Mm -hmm. admitted they haven't seen anything like this in this country at the border in 100 years we do need to keep it in perspective. The the numbers and the scale of the migration challenge is really not something we've seen any time uh, in the last hundred years or so. So why is that? The question should be from everybody, why is that? And the answer is because the Biden administration made very clear, and Joe Biden made very clear, when he was running for president, that America has a do-drop-in policy when it comes to illegal immigrants. He made it very clear. He made it very clear early on in his presidency when he was telling 
migrant children what to say on the phone if they are apprehended at the border to Mm. ensure they can stay in this country. The Democrats want mass illegal immigration because they believe it will create a generation of reliably Democrat voters completely beholden to government services. Okay, so this administration has done nothing over the last two years except for invite people in. And now they're talking about the scale of what's going on and why now? Is it because Biden is going to Mexico and El Chapo's son was just arrested and now the cartels are taking over that entire country? It is a fair question about is it because he's about to run for re-election what is his vested interest in trying to do something now and again it comes back to why did he go on a Sunday? Hmm. You are the president of the United States with the ability to dominate the news cycle whenever you want on whatever topic you want. And the fact that he chose to go on a Sunday shows he wanted to be able to check the box they made a conscientious decision to say we must stop republicans from being able to say you've never been to the border go on a sunday there's no way that he could have gone to mexico without a stop to the border yeah no way and now we're all going to watch as the mainstream media makes him not only the victim but then the hero yeah you're right now ronna mcdaniel who is once again despite losing 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 and this is a very republican thing like no as we've seen with mitch mcconnell as we've seen with Kevin McCarthy, and as now we're seeing with Ronna McDaniel, she is the head of the the RNC. Mm-hmm. No matter how much you lose, if you just kiss the right ring finger, they will <laughs> keep you forever. But she got super conservative. I love these uh, photo op opportunities where they got their boots on and they've got uh, you know looking the part and their cowboy hats. And she went down to the uh, uh, border to uh, make some commentary on Biden's trip. Hi, I'm here at the border in Hidalgo, Texas, in Monica de la Cruz's district district that we just won in Texas 15. And we're here today to call out President Biden, who's on the other side of the state doing a fake photo op in his first ever visit to Texas, to call out the fact that he's putting forward a fake plan that's not gonna solve any of the problems that these folks deal with every day. We need more border patrol. We need more support for our border patrol. What's happening across this border is not humanitarian for anybody who's coming here. The cartels are making 13 billion a year. We have a drug crisis. It's inundating these communities like McAllen with with so many people that are coming that they don't have the resources for. This is a shame what the Biden administration is doing. We need to call them out every single day. This is not a two-hour photo op. This is an everyday problem that Democrats are refusing to fix. And we're here today to say, President Biden, do better. So it's not just happening, though, in border towns. It's happening everywhere. More than 36,000 have come to New York City since the spring and 24,000 have stayed. And when you are saying sanctuary city, open borders, that's what happens. But people don't feel the pain or they don't care. And you look at what happened in Arizona. Mark Kelly got reelected. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is here because you would think overwhelmingly people in these states that are being impacted by this would say, look, enough of this crap. We got to do something about this. But if they're not willing to do something about it, unfortunately, then we end up paying the price for their inability to secure the southern border. I thought this was really interesting. This is a sheriff from Arizona. His name is Mark Lamb. And he had a message to Biden as the president was visiting the border. Listen to what he has to say. 
Hey folks, Pinal County Sheriff Mark Lamb out here in Arizona. So I just got the word and heard on the news that President Biden is coming to the border. First time in 15 years, America. It's the first time this man has set foot on the border in 15 years. Clearly he doesn't understand the crisis. And because he doesn't understand the crisis, I'm gonna give him three key things that he can do to be successful while he's here on the border. Number one, apologize to the Border Patrol agents, the CBP officers, the ICE agents for turning your back on them. Those men and women work Hard and they deserve better. Number two, apologize to the American people for failing them, especially those who have lost loved ones uh, to the dangerous drugs like fentanyl and opiates. Um, well over 100,000 American lives have been lost in the last two years. And number three, don't surround yourself with yes men on this visit. Surround yourself, come over to Border Patrol, sheriffs, local law enforcement, and let us give you a real snapshot of what's going on here on the border so you understand the border crisis. Um, and if you can't remember all that, hopefully one of the staffers will write it down for you. But if you can do those three things, you'll be successful on this visit. <laughs> They'll write it down for you. Well, while, while he was there, Abbott asked him to enforce federal immigration laws already on the books and to also designate Mex- Mexican drug cartels as foreign terrorist organizations. All right, we had one more border clip, but I need some time for this last segment because we need to bring Kevin in because there are two topics that Kevin will be able to help us on for this next segment. They are right in Kevin's wheelhouse. Okay. Music mm-hmm. and dating. <laughs> hey! So I want to have plenty of time, and I'm going to spring the music topic on you too because I want your gut reaction to the question I'm going to ask you. Okay. A very important event is happening today. And so I want to get your gut reactions to that. All right. Well, that's coming up from 93 WIBC. You know, I love surprises. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Kendall and Casey Daniels on 93 WIBC. Okay, so... I don't know where we're going no, in this, this segment. Is be great. You're taking over, it, so. uh, Audience participation on this one. Fantastic. There, there are no right answers. There are no <laughs> wrong answers. Okay. There are only answers. And I think we'll get a lot of phone calls on our uh, hotline for this, 317-684-8444, for mm-hmm. people who want to participate. So, I noticed that a very important special person has a birthday today. Jimmy Page, Mm. who is indeed the greatest guitar player of all time, most notably of Led Zeppelin, amongst many others. Mm -hmm. How old do you think Jimmy Page is today? Price is Right rules. Go over, you lose. 72. You are low. Mm. 79 years old today. Oh, oh, wow. 79, yes. Okay. And so it got me thinking in terms of the Mount Rushmore of guitar players, Mm -hmm. who else would join Jimmy Page 
on a Mount Rushmore mm -hmm. of guitar players. I think we can universally agree Jimi Hendrix would was, be yeah, on that's there. That's what I was writing down. Can Jimmy we also, uh, given Jimmy Page's, mm -hmm. the success of Led Zeppelin, his mm -hmm. creativity, his innovation, Jimmy Page has got to be on there, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty good. So then, I mean, if I were to say, you were to say, Rob, Mount Rushmore guitar players, Jimmy Page, Jimi Hendrix, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty easy. But then it probably starts getting a little tougher from there. I like Eric Clapton. I've always thought he's That's an excellent really guitarist. really strong one. One of my I, favorite stories about Eric Clapton is that he would put super glue on the tips of his fingers because guitarists, they get calluses yeah. and it almost gets to the point where they bleed because as they're holding their fingers down on the frets to make the notes holding those strings down cuts through your finger so he would put the just like the song played it till my fingers bled yeah. twas the summer of 69 so he would put <laughs> super know, glue on the tips of his fingers so that they wouldn't bleed and he actually gave that tip to John Lennon and then John Lennon started doing it oh so a little fun, okay. Eric Clapton. But he's always been one of my favorite, but also because he's cute and I like uh, his his lyrics as well. So he's kind well, of a that, full that, package. No, 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 no. The lyrics don't count but here, Casey. But just as a guitarist. Well, yeah, it's he's not purely bad. guitar playing he's only. Not bad. I, I second the motion from the, the lady from Indianapolis on Eric Clapton. Yes. Because I think that's a pretty strong one to say Eric Clapton would not be in your top four of all time. Kevin, you're the musician here. Do yeah. you have any objection to Eric Clapton Taking that third spot. I don't think I'm going to put him in my Mount Rushmore, but I'm just going to throw in uh, Pete Townsend. That's from pretty solid. Yes, that's very... In terms of writing... Like, if you were to say, okay, when you talk about Jimi Hendrix or Jimmy Page, you're talking raw innovation on the guitar itself and people mm -hmm. who change the way other people play guitar. Yeah. And very few people have been able to recreate. Mm -hmm. But a Pete Townsend, in terms of being able to write riffs that are hits yeah. or riffs that became part of hit songs, mm -hmm. that's pretty solid. And he had a great uh, st uh, stage presence. Too. Yeah, that's true. That is part of it, right? Yeah. All right, I got a couple more so, to throw so out there for real discussion. Real quick before you do that, though, then if that is the standard, doesn't Mick, uh, not Mick Jagger, doesn't, uh, the guy who lives forever. Uh, what's the <laughs> well, guy with the Rolling Stones? Oh my gosh, I'm having a total blank here. Keith Richards. Keith Richards. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. Doesn't Keith Richards, if we're going to say just wrote riffs that were hits. I mean, there's nothing complex or hard to do about Start Me Up or Satisfaction. Mm -hmm. But when you think the most memorable guitar lines of all time, mm -hmm. we've got to throw that in the equation as well. Put that one yeah. in. Although, you know what? Rolling Stones are really known as, they're they're more of the, the three-chord band, the progression. They weren't quite as innovative, maybe, as some others would be right. when it comes to a specific sound. And I'm going to throw out two okay. that I think qualify. One would be The Edge from U2, yeah. which has a distinct sound. There's yeah. no mistake, and that's from U2. And they're a three-piece band, just like mm -hmm. uh, uh, Eric Clapton was. Right. You know, Cream. cream. You know, and so I, I think The Edge is an interesting guitar player because he relied on effects mm -hmm. to kind of make a very innovative guitar sound and i think he i think that can play into who it. else you got eddie van halen yeah that's true too yeah that's uh because when you think of 80s rock and you think of guitarist yeah you got your yeah. jimmy page but and stevie ray vaughn could be thrown in there as well 
Oh, I knew you would go for Stevie Ray Vaughan. Well, a lot yeah, of people- he's right up your alley. I know. <laughs> it's not my personal favorite, but I know a lot Did of people. Did you think he was attractive? He's all right. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. You got some grunge underachiever you want to throw in here? Is there somebody <laughs> um- you'd like to ruin the list with, Kevin, for consideration? I don't know. The grunge, you know, that was a whole other discussion when I was standing up for the grunge movement because mm-hmm. that was about cultural impact. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if uh, I guess Stone Gossard from uh, Pearl Jam was, yeah, he was pretty solid, but that's not a household name. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what, about, you, what about Slash? Don't we have to throw Slash into this equation from yeah. Guns N' Roses? If nothing else, just for the Halloween costumes. <laughs> <laughs> because if you could pull off that look, all right, you're rocking a party. Here's here's what I think I'm going to do with this because well, it's ultimately my list, and you can have your own list, and you can have your own list. I, I have you completely explained the qualifications though. Is this just all time greatest? Oh, that's a good point. Because well, then you could throw in someone like BB King, who's very influential. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so here's the standards I'm going to put up for this list. Okay, <laughs> we're going to put uh, talent. Mm-hmm. Innovation. Okay. Commercial success. Ooh. And we'll throw in influence on others, right? Okay. So what, what were the four that I had there? Talent, innovation, commercial success. And influence on others. And influence on That's others. four pretty good standards, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if by, I forgot the four I came up with, what were they? It's almost like I'm just making it up Talent, as I go along here. Uh, innovation. Talent, innovation, influence on others, and commercial success. Mm-hmm. I'm still definitive. Jimmy Page and Jimi Hendrix are on the list. Yeah, I think they're the they're, the they're the the Washington the st- and Lincoln, right? Standard bearers. And then Jeffers. Uh, I think, I think, uh, I think, I think my Jefferson is, uh, it's got to be Eric Clapton. I've listened to the arguments here, mm-hmm. but somebody's got to be the Roosevelt, the one who doesn't rise to the others, but yet was it's still still pretty darn so, good. So of those, I think I've heard strong case for Pete Townsend. Mm. I think uh, Eddie Van Eddie Halen. Van Halen, maybe the Edge. Edge. Where Stevie do you Ray put uh, John Fogerty? I mean, he's more known for his songwriting. Yeah, that's the thing. He's a songwriter. Right, and I don't think of like a great John Fogarty. Yeah, true. I guess he's not like he doesn't. He said Slash. Was now, see, if I had my way, and this is how I'm fair to the people, mm-hmm. and what a what a, just a very understanding person I am, I would put Nils Lofgren in consideration for this list. Lead guitar player for Neil Young, <laughs> then later became lead guitar player for the E Street Band. If you talk about prolonged success, but I realize I would get called a homer on that, so I'm not going to ruin that yeah, by being yeah. a by being a homer. So it's it really comes down to Pete Townsend, Edge, Slash, mm-hmm. Eddie Van Halen, What about George Kenny Harrison? Wayne Shepherd? A lot of people like him, Blue on Casey, Black. Casey, Casey, Casey. Right. You were doing very well. Oh, and I'm then just you just saying, start veering off into the unknown. He kind of goes in that If I'm not going to include Nils Lofgren, you don't get to include Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Why don't we suggestion. just put Jerry Garcia in there while we're at it? Well, that's <laughs> a good one, I think. What about uh, George Harrison? <laughs> the Beatles, though. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, He's you know how I am about the though. Beatles. Yeah, no, he wasn't. Paul no, McCartney Paul McCartney was, was the bassist. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, no, we've got to narrow this down. Oh, to f- right, why am I guitar so here's, gently weak? Here's the deal. What we have <laughs> because What's otherwise, the deal? well, here's the thing. We'll get 97 phone calls. It'll clog up the voicemail mm-hmm. box. So here is the rules: if you call the voicemail, if you want to be considered for playing, <laughs> we have established. I am establishing that Jimmy Page, Jimi Hendrix, and Eric Clapton are on this list. You get to decide who the Roosevelt 
is of our Mount Rushmore, which is not does not rise to the level of the others, but is still very good. In so, regards to talent, innovation, commercial success, and influence. Yes, and we're going to narrow this down to four people. So if you pick one of these other four people, you will not get played and you will not get considered, based <laughs> on what I heard from the crowd. Edge, mm-hmm. Eddie Van Halen, mm-hmm. Pete Townsend. Okay. And George Harrison. No, not George Harrison. We're, the, the Beatles are not a part of this equation, Kevin. Uh, who who are we going with? Is it Keith Richards? Keith Richards. Is, is, is it uh, is it uh, the guy who died in the plane crash? Stevie Ray Vaughan. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Who do you want? You guys can pick the last. You guys can decide amongst yourselves. As they I said think on Keith Richards, I think is. It's got to be the Rolling Stones. Have got to be. The, start me up. Satisfaction. Tumbling dice. Brown sugar. Could yeah. we have a Stevie Ray Vaughan? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess Stevie Ray Vaughan's probably uh, known more for his yeah, talent. Yeah, that's probably... Okay, all right. His I'll, I'll let you Because Casey is in love with Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah. We'll, we'll put him on the list. So, hey, I'm uh, just glad Eric Clapton made the list. Your four to decide from are Edge, <laughs> Stevie Ray Vaughan, Pete Townsend... <laughs> Eddie Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen. All right, okay. you can call the hotline, 317-684-8444. All right, well... I don't know if this is where you were going, but here's something else that I have to talk with Kevin about. Yesterday was the busiest day of the year on dating apps, with 30% more matches made on Tinder than usual. Yesterday was known as Dating Sunday. These days known as what? Dating Sunday. What the hell is that? It's the day that a lot of people get matched on their dating apps. Did you open up the apps, Kevin? Did you go for it? No, I had no idea what Dating Sunday was. You know why? Because he's a normal person, Casey. I spent my day in the garage playing drums. Yeah! (laughs) Normal person. (laughs) Okay, apparently with uh, holidays over and cuffing season drawing to a close. The the what season? (laughs) Is that like Boxing Day in Canada? What is cuffing season? You know, Parker and I tried to figure this out. I think it's just like the cuddling season. Oh, I thought this was like something that happened in a dungeon or something. Yeah, when I first heard that... Yeah, my mind went to a You know, there's, there's a genre well, for that. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, yeah, a lot of people now, the new year, uh-huh. fresh new year. So what, they just phoned it in for the end of the year, and then first yes. of the year, maybe seven days it's, later, it'll it's be different? Time, time for something new. Time to get a new match. Kevin and I have talked about this at length. Kevin, because Kevin is a nice, normal, successful person, mm-hmm. you would never meet someone on a dating app, right? You would never subject yourself to someone swiping or poking or harding you on the internet. I've, uh, I prefer real life. Yeah. The, and there's very few people left who do that, who prefer real life. The Tinder app has been downloaded more than 450 million times since it launched in 2012. And you're saying that you've never been on this dating app ever? Well, I've, I've been on it. Ah, uh, just not yesterday. No, not yesterday. Uh, I usually... Oh, I, my gosh. There, there's times where oh I'll... Oh, my gosh. Uh, wait, what? What's going on? We left off Carlos Santana. <laughs> How do we do that? Oh, no. Oh, that's, that, that'd be a great one. That is a good one. You call about him, too. <laughs> we'll add him on the list. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. Good job. And thank you for listening today. And we're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.